I'm back, and I'm so, so glad to be with you. <clears throat> you know, um, some somebody was somebody's always mentioned the fact that I, because I'm on the road and I travel distances, and usually those differences average about three to four hours most times when I'm going out and about, uh, and I'm okay with that. Those times become like uh, sanctuary times with me and the Lord, and so a lot of stuff that. Uh, you get to ponder and think about. He just pours that over into me. And so coming back up this week was just, I was actually looking forward to it. It was a good thing. I don't care about the tunnel. I just needed to work when I'm going through it. Um, you know, that, that and people honking horns and, you know, the long lines and all of that. Um, I assume some of that's beach traffic. I guess that's what that is. And so praise God for the beach and all of that. But so anyway, here I am among you again, and I just want to thank you all for being so gracious in your hospitality towards me. Um, I was telling uh, Brother Ken, I sense the love in this place. I've been loved on by you people, and I haven't, this is just my second time here, so that tells me love exists here, and that's a, that's a wonderful thing. And so if love exists in here, that means we got a chance out there. If love exists in here, that means we got a chance out there. Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been with you long enough to know now that we can't, that we, if we're going to have church, we're going to have church. Yeah, okay. How many of you were not here last week? Let me make sure I get the. Oh, my Lord. Backsliders forever. My goodness gracious. People. No, just kidding. I'm glad you all are here this week. Uh, we want to be encouraged in the Lord. I pray that the Lord will do that in our midst. I believe He will. He said, where two or more are gathered. There I am, and so if he's here and you're here for the right reason, we're going to have Jesus today. Amen? Yeah. So if you have your Bibles with you, I want you to turn to the book of Galatians. I want to talk with you briefly today. You notice I always use that term briefly. It just sounds like a good, rich word uh, in Christendom on Sunday morning in churches. Yeah, I'm going to speak briefly uh, from Galatians. I, I typically have three points, but I might have 70 bullet points under those three uh, per per point. <clears throat> but before I go there, I do want to take a moment to uh, to pray for uh, the shepherd of, of of this wonderful wonderful fellowship here. And uh, we got the early report, and thank God that uh, here's here's how we pray and how we've been praying. Once we pray and we put Brother Kelly in God's hand, that means we take our hands off the worry. The anxiousness and all of those things that go through. We do empathize. I mean, we're right there with him. We understand it. But God's working a work right now. And so we thank God for the technology. We thank God for the medical staff. We've prayed for those folks who even have to touch him. Those folks that bring him a glass of water. We've prayed for everybody around that whole deal. And so God has that on his radar. Now, or on his calendar, rather. What God wants you to do in the process is, if he's taking care of Brother Kelly then he wants you to handle his business. Yeah, he wants you to handle his business. So I want to take a moment and pray for him. And I um, also want uh, you to join in with me as we pray specifically for him in one accord. Father God, we do thank you for your shepherd, Lord. We thank you for the one that you placed right here at Kimsville, Lord. We know that you have your hand upon him. Lord, we ask for something to confound the doctor's uh, of your mighty hand touching him in ways, Lord, that <laughs> technology and medical processes can't speak to. And so, Father, we thank you. We ask that you would pour out your uh, love and care upon that family, the entire family, Lord God. And even in the moments of being frustrated or down about the whole process, Lord, we ask that you would uh, send labors across his path to encourage him, Lord, and to pour and speak into him. So, Father, we thank you for what you've done already, what you're doing, even in the moment of this prayer, and what you're about to do that would bring glory to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone said, amen. amen. All right. I am going to, as Brother Ken mentioned earlier, I am going to t uh, mention something. I did bring some tapes. Now, ladies, when I say this, don't, don't get irritated. Because the, the, the folks that I, I want to speak to briefly right now, I'm going to ask to stand and it's going to seem like I'm really like anchoring in or, or zeroing in on them. But if, in fact, why don't we have the men in the church right now just stand where you are. If you're in this place and you're a man, just stand right where you are. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay, so ladies, as you see the men standing before you, 
and, and if it's not a problem for you to stand, please stand because I want to pray for this group. This is a very important group in the life of this church. Very important. And it takes a collective effort uh, of the body of believers here as God has sprinkled among you earthly cornerstones who mimic and imitate Christ in homes. Every man that you see standing here represents a home. Out of that home comes wives in some cases and children certainly in other cases. How many of you all were born? Okay. Some people haven't even raised their hand yet. Okay. But that's okay. That's okay. point I want to make is there's a, there's a divine design by these folks that are standing up before you right now, ladies. So I want you to turn your heart of prayer toward them. What I also want to do is make known to these men <clears throat> that actual tapes that I brought and I believe the Lord would have me do this, is not to sell tapes. I'm not an entrepreneur. But, but that the message might get in the land. First of all, that it might get in you. Because I'm still under the premise that why not Kempsville? Why, 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 why not right here in Norfolk? Why not right here in Hampton? Why not right here in Chesapeake? Why not right here? And so I want every man standing. This would be my heart's desire. To visit that table out there. And ladies, I'm going to hold you accountable to make sure they don't get out the door without one. And if they do, you stop by there and get one. So that it shows up at the dinner table or at the lunch table or wherever. Because I believe the message is just that important. The title of the tape and the message to the men is, Adam, where are you? If we understand Adam's role and, and how God put him together and his expectation, and I want to say this to every man here under the sound of my voice, it matters not what your age is. Age is not assigned, it's granted. My Lord, that'll preach. Let me just say that again. Age is not assigned, it's granted. So you can't say I'm too old. You can't say I'm too young. Because God has a purpose. As an earthly cornerstone, you were birthed into that responsibility. You're to oversee families and every institution that God has ever put on this earth. And if we allow the enemy to use varying, various tactics to dismantle God's design, you all will become casualties. We will become casualties. And those ladies sitting near you, they become casualties. And Jesus told me, Jesus told me, on this rock, Peter, I will build my church and I will prevail. So we can't fail, men. We can't fail. So I want to pray for you right now. If you can't afford that tape, take it. I've instructed them to just give it to you. What you do do by, by sowing into the ministry is that I can carry this message further and farther just all over the state of Virginia. But I want you to partner with me. I don't go into any church without speaking to the men of the church because the church stands on the earthly cornerstones of that church. Let's pray. Father God, I do thank you for the men that you've put in this church. Father, we know that there are none that are just passing through. They are those that you have planted here to carry on your will. Father, I ask right now for a double portion of your anointing upon them to lead in their homes, Lord, to cover their wives and their children, Lord, that they would speak out the oracles of God in their homes, Lord God. Father, that church would begin there, that worship would begin there, that, Lord, that very, very divine phrase of, as far as me and my house, we will serve the Lord, let that be the, the sound that, that, that gongs throughout this arena. Oh, Lord God, we ask that the impact of that recognition in the men that you have put in this place would come to full fruition, Lord God. Father, that the women and the children would come to know the strength of the earthly cornerstones that you've placed here. So, Father, I ask that you bless them now, those who are oppressed, those who are frustrated, those who feel like they've been just beat down by life and by uh, work or by whatever those areas have been, Lord. I pray that you would stand them up today. Fill them with your sweet, sweet Holy Spirit, Lord God. And may they hear a word from you that will motivate them to walk according to your word. So we do thank you and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. I told you last week when I was here.
uh, that I'm open to testimonies because I don't believe we can serve the God of the universe and, and him not be in our midst and, and we not know about it. Uh, you know, I was out and about in your land yesterday. Uh, what is today? Sunday. Yeah. Uh, out and about in your land. on Well, because I was coming up from Richmond and so uh, had another meeting there and then I drove in on yesterday. But um, I was out and about. I love to go out and about just to see what the area is like. Do you all ever get out and about? Yeah. Okay. So when you go out and about and you see people out there, I love doing that because um, they don't know me. I don't know them, but I'm making my bit. I invited three people to come here this morning. You know, sometimes if you're preaching at a place and you say, well, you need to come to Kimsville tomorrow because I'm preaching. That sounds so arrogant. (laughs) But but I'm not trying to be arrogant. Praise God. I did talk to them, had a great time of conversation with them and and, uh, invited them. Um, It's not my call. and I wouldn't even know whether, you, whether you're here or not. But if I talk to you yesterday and you're here, are you bold enough to raise your hand? Maybe not. But who knows? Who, I, I don't even care. I just love people because that's what this thing is all about. And I can't tell you that I am so unaffected by what, what, what we see on our headlines this morning as we wake up about all of what took place in Charlottesville. Because I know that's on your mind as well. I do. And, you know, though this message is going to be a solid message, and I, I'm, I'm not going to be able to probably not reference what has happened, but I want us to be ever so sensitive and not be deceived by the headlines. Don't be deceived by the videos. Don't be deceived by what is obviously a horrific exchange between human beings. And brothers and sisters, I submit to you this morning that we have responsibility for that. Yeah, we do. You said, but I wasn't even in Charlottesville. But the light and the salt of Christ's body has to be everywhere. And how long is it going to be before Charlottesville comes to Kimsville? Do you understand? Do you understand the, you know, when they project that there's some kind of uh, 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 hurricane coming with uh, amazing rains that are going to cause flooding and all of that. What do our businesses that are in the flood zone begin to do? They, yeah, but but they don't do that when the storm gets there. Oh, do you see where I'm going with this? They don't wait till the rain comes. That's a little late then. They don't wait till their business is washed down the street because the rains, the torrential rains, are coming so fast. No, they start boarding up and putting sandbags out in the spirit. We must do the same thing. We don't sit back and let God give us a view of Charlottesville and think, whoa, gee, boy, that's just terrible. Uh-uh. Because it's just a moment away. It's just a moment away. And it's little ones like this. When I see his little face sitting here in this pew, how old are you, son? Ten years old. Ten years old. What will this world look like in about another 20 when he gets to be 30 years old? And it is to our disdain. I mean, that's a that's a that's a... Very sobering thought to have. But brothers and sisters, I'm saying we have to do something about it now. Today. Not for one moment. I don't understand it. I don't understand how you can invite two groups who are opposing views. And those two groups fill out an application to say, may we peacefully protest. And then they showed up in battle gear. Well, you didn't pick up battle gear at the, at the Walmart in Charlottesville. No, you brought that with you. So that means that you were intending to have... Yeah, you didn't even come with the intent of being peaceful. And then we don't understand why, why that happened. Oh, I understand why it happened. I can tell you exactly why it happened. We got no Jesus in the land. Yeah, Jesus isn't going to get in the land by depraved minds. You know, if, if, uh, for all of us who might be sitting here thinking that the white supremacist groups have the problem or are the problem, don't, don't mount that horse. They're just as misguided as any other uh, mind, depraved mind. Yeah, doesn't have to. Be, again, as I told you last week, don't, I haven't even started preaching yet. But... but don't get caught up on all of the stuff we see 
in the culture. Stay in Christ as we go through this wave. Do you understand what I'm saying? Stay in Christ. Remember the disciples get in the boat? A boat that, that, that is designed to go on water? Which on many occasions made that trip successfully across the lake? You all know what I'm talking about? And then a quall came up. A, 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 a fierce, violent wind blew what was a perfectly still water, which again works in conjunction with the boat, not against it. It is not until the winds come that causes waves that cause the problem. So we must understand that the violent wind that is blowing through uh, upon the waters of humanity that's creating the, the, the eth- eth- ethnic divide. And again, I don't say racial divide because we all are the human race. But that is causing the waves, if you will, of destruction and the waves of needless injuries and life being lost. It is just ridiculous. And brothers and sisters, I don't care what color you are. It's ridiculous. And so, and so, my charge to Kemsfield, because you know, you all know, I'm a fan of amens. I'm not in <clears throat> fan of amen because we're doing a recording. <laughs> but, but I'm saying amens means you're all in. Or you just agree with what I said. Or you bear witness with what I just said. I'm telling you right now. Not, no one in here, maybe with the exception of the unbeliever. Who's here for the first time? You, you're a guest here. Um, oh, my Lord. Just two, three people? You're a guest here. Brother, welcome. Yeah, yeah. All right, so, oh, my goodness. We got a whole. That's why you all weren't here last, last week. Okay. <laughs> You were coming through a tunnel. Okay, so we came through the tunnel. Well, praise God. Let's, let's give God praise for these folks. My Lord. Now, those folks that raised their hand, you might have a, I might give you a hall pass uh, of saying that you don't have to be all in today. You can think about it a little bit, and then if you want to get all in. But but Timsville has put me on alert that we're all in. Amen. Are, are we all in? All right. Did I tell you where in Galatians to turn or did I even tell you to turn to Galatians? I hope that this church won't even be recognizable by the time it, Brother Kelly gets back. Yeah, because Kimsville was all in. Yeah, yeah. How many of you enjoy a nice cup of coffee on, uh, at McDonald's on any given moment if you're in uh, retired land, if you will? Now, be careful how you raise your hand because I'm fixing to call you out. There is a tremendous ministry feel at McDonald's on any day you go. You can have McChurch and lots of it at McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they come to you. So if you raise your hand and you go over there and you get that senior coffee, think... Brother, I love that coffee, too. That's some great coffee. In fact, I do lots of ministry at McDonald's. As long as the coffee cup will last, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, I, they give you free refills. We have no excuse. But I want to charge you to think about the cross when you're at McDonald's. Those people that are coming in with the cares of the world and they're hauling that stuff in there. and You get a chance. Not You don't have to harvest anybody at McDonald's. All you got to do is sow and water. You know what a good morning does for some people? The further south I come, the more understandable that language is. People in the north, you say good morning to them, they almost want to have you arrested. <laughs> they don't, they, that hospitality thing, that southern hospitality thing, for sure, they, they, they haven't figured that one out yet. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Did I tell you to turn in Galatians? I want to talk to you this morning briefly. Did you get the gospel? Did you get the gospel? I want you to personalize it. I want you to internalize it. I want you to test. As Paul says in, in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 13, I think it's verse 5, he says, test yourselves, examine yourself. See if you're in the faith. See if you're in the faith. Because there is something about the gospel that doesn't 
allow you to remain as you were. Isn't that true? Now, listen, listen. There is nothing else on the face of the earth that, that does to you what the gospel does. Amen. Nothing else. And so, and so, you, if, if that thing hasn't happened to you, you've got to check yourself and make sure you're in the faith. Because if you're in the faith, you change. You just can't say, oh, well, that's just the way Harold is. I don't know anybody in here named Harold. I just use the name. That's just, it just seems like a lot of Harolds have, they got problems. Uh, Oh, that's just the way Harold is. Now, if Harold is saved, you have to throw that phrase out because it can't just be the way Harold is unless he's being Christ-like. Yeah, you got to throw it out. So, so we have been saved. We have been set apart. We have been consecrated to be transformed conformed, if you will, transformed and conformed to the image of Christ. Yeah, so I'm giving Hall passes as as we're going. But if, if you ain't going, I, I can say, right, ain't okay, yeah. Yeah, if you ain't going, th- then you can't be transformed. You got to go to be transformed. Okay, okay, okay. So this morning I want to talk to you about did you get the gospel? That's a question I want to ask each of you personally, and I don't care about the age. And here's another thing. Here's another thing. I'm going to ask this question with my back turned. Um, would you lie to God? I don't want to. Okay. Oh, that's right. I didn't ask you to raise hands. Okay. So, so what, I'm at, what I'm asking you to do and charging you to do this morning is don't lie to God. Let the Holy Spirit lead and guide your hearts this morning. Don't lie to God. You can lie to me. You can lie to your pew mates. But don't lie to God. Yeah, um, God doesn't have a problem at all with repentance. He's a loving God. He's he's faithful. He's he's his his love fails not. But he gets pretty tore up over hypocrisy. Lord, let me say that again because that'll preach. He doesn't have a problem with repentance. Repentance just means. Tell me your name again. Dwayne. 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 Dwayne, I need you to stand over here. Dwayne. Dwayne. Dwayne is a man who did not know the Lord Jesus Christ. He did not know the Lord Jesus Christ. So he's walking toward that wall, and that wall represents a broad way that has all kinds of stuff over there that tells him to rebel against God. So he's walking toward this wall. And so somewhere along the way, somebody, slow down a little bit because you seem like you like this. So, somewhere along the way, somewhere along the way, some saved saint from Kempsville Baptist Church shared the gospel with him as he was walking toward this wall. He received the gospel. He then turned around. And that wall represents the kingdom of God. And now he begins to slowly move toward the kingdom of God. Repentance, thank you so much. Dwayne, give Dwayne a hand. He, he didn't realize. Repentance doesn't mean that you stop sinning. You can't just stop sinning. That puts you right in the place of being lukewarm. But you must go toward God. In other words, begin your walk with God. And as you go, if you were pretty... Wild and crazy Monday night when you got saved. Tuesday morning, you're probably going to be still kind of wild and crazy. Because it all ain't got in yet. Some of you have been walking with the Lord for 40 years and it ain't got in yet. I didn't call any names now. Don't anybody look at me like that. But what I'm saying is you, you have rejected the ways of the world. And you're moving toward God to allow him to transform your life. Amen? Yeah. And lives that encounter the gospel will get changed. Don't tell me it won't. I'm willing to fight about it because I'm a product of a changed life. When cocaine knocked at the door and said, I want to be your Lord, I listened for a while. Then pot knocked at the door and said, I want to be your Lord. I listened for a while. And then then I used that rich word last, last week, promiscuity. That's such a beautiful rich word, but it just means fornication. Keep it in biblical terms. I listened for a while. 
But then Jesus Christ showed up. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. Jesus Christ showed up. And he turned my life around. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I know that's many of you all out there as well. I have not always been this wonderful. (laughs) Wasn't in me to be this wonderful. Oh, but as Paul often referenced, the Jesus in me. That's all I got. That's all I got. And when I went there, when I went there to the kingdom of God as I was going and transformation started taking place. And uh, I, I, I told you about my wife and I've been married 35 years. But that woman saw I, I, I met her when I was unsaved. Tried to push her out of my life. I didn't realize that was the, the woman that God had put in my life. Don't you all try to figure that out. So I'm just saying I was pushing her out, pushing her out because I knew I was a wreck. And I didn't even know in what terms I was a wreck because of the stuff I was doing. But she was the first taste of unconditional love I ever experienced. Unconditional love is powerful, brothers and sisters. It's powerful. Will change your ever-loving life. How many of you have been married more than 20 years? Look around. Keep your hands up and look around. That didn't happen accidentally. Just didn't happen accidentally. That's the grace of God and that's the love of God manifesting itself in the lives of human beings who are so different. Personalities that would not normally sit well together. But according to his word, he says in Genesis 2, for, 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 for this reason shall a man leave his... No, no, he didn't say mother and father. He says, for this reason shall a man leave his father and mother. See, there's an order to what God does. Yeah, 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 there's an order. But we normally always quote father, mother and father because that's kind of what the culture has kind of rolled in on us. And so much so that we begin to think that way. Yeah, but one thing about God's design, you can't stop it. I told you the kingdom of God was going on long before Genesis 1-1. So if it was, it says he will cling to his wife and the two shall become one. And the two shall become one. He didn't take personalities away. He just made them one. He knitted them one in Christ. Because some of us wouldn't have each other if we were just being one in our own selves. I didn't get too many amen yet, but anyway, that's worth an amen if you're being true. We say we won't go lie to God. <laughs> so I want to talk to you about three areas if you're keeping, if you're taking notes, I should say. The power of salvation, the priority of fellowship, and the proclamation of the gospel. The power of salvation, the priority of fellowship, and the proclamation of the gospel. Uh, did I tell you where to turn? Galatians. I said 2 9? Oh, the bulletin did. Okay, I don't know what the bulletin's talking about. The bulletin, the bulletin ain't preaching this morning. Okay, oh, no, no, no. No, no, that's okay, that's okay. That's what, that's what, that's okay. You know, I don't know why I thought about this when I pulled up in the lot, because as I was out and about yesterday, I saw, you know, you see the evidences of, um, of, um, Christianity symbols all about. You all know what I'm talking about. You know, you see them everywhere. And I just thought about it. I don't know how many bumper stickers have led anybody to Christ. Oh, what did I say that? Yeah. And I, now listen, don't anybody in here, if you got a thing or a fish on your, don't go out and take it off. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. But what I do want to say is that that's like the fig tree and the fig when Jesus was hungry and he went to the tree. Well, there wasn't a fig there, but there was a leaf. And a premature fig. But what Jesus was reading was a leaf. Of course, for in that season, if a leaf was on that fig tree, it was saying, I got food. I got food. Well, he showed up and it was just a leaf. It was no, no food. That's a problem. <laughs> That's a problem. So in our Christian walk, don't y'all look like that. In our Christian walk, it's the same way. You know, if, we, if we're going to put down the ornaments or we're going to put on the ornaments, make sure that we, when people roll up, we got food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just can't wear the shirt and say, okay, get it done, shirt. And then you walk away and leave them talking to your shirt. 
do you all understand what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be funny here, but I mean, it is funny because we do it. We do it. Okay, okay. My Lord. I'm going to need some help now. I need thee, oh, I need thee every hour. I need thee, oh, bless me now, my Savior. You all know the song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I come to thee. Now sing it like you know the song. And if you really need him. I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Do you need him? Every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me. Now, my Savior, I come to Thee. Mm, mm, mm. That's the only way we're going to get through this this morning. If we don't have a surrendered spirit that says, Lord, I need you this morning. Because we're not going to address that which is in Charlottesville and just spreading itself across the land without acknowledging the fact that apart from him, we can do nothing. Do you understand what I'm saying? We can do nothing. And I'm one of those sons of God who believes we're supposed to be doing something. So, in the book of Galatians, and I'll give you a little quick background, Paul enters in, in a very disturbed way with the body of Christ uh, in Galatia, the churches in Galatia. And uh, he's discovered that for whatever reason, they have fall back they have fallen back i should say on what was judaism and was running prominent even after they were saved and so uh, he goes in in the first chapter and he says well look who who has who has i'm amazed that you have so quickly fallen away from truth and you become peddlers of the jewish traditions is basically what it came down to because there were some who were teaching that to be saved you had to know jesus christ and practice the traditions of Judaism, that it took Jesus plus something else. Such it is as today, we, we, we feel like it's God. I mean, it doesn't matter where you go to, whatever the denomination is, and I get a chance to go across pretty much all of them. Everybody's got their own little thing. My Lord, a little piece of Jesus and a whole lot of tradition. Or in some cases, no Jesus. In all traditions. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Paul's saying, hey, how, how can this happen? That which began in the spirit, how in the world could you be trying to work it out in the flesh now? And so he goes on in the first uh, ten, cha- 10 verses or so of, of chapter 1 to say, hey, listen, if anybody comes to you with any of this nonsense, any of this foolishness that's contrary to what we've already shared in the way of the gospel, he said, let them be accursed. That's a pretty strong term. It's a pretty strong word. Then he goes on and he tells us about his encounter with Christ. And I love this. I will just pick up, pick one or two of these out. If you go down to uh, Galatians chapter one, <coughs> I haven't even started preaching yet, but I'm going to get there. Galatians chapter one, Paul is saying, <laughs> um, well, I'll just start here because it's wonderful. Verse 11 says, for I would, I would have you know, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. It's not a gospel according to men. For I neither received it from men, nor was I taught it, but I received it through... Oh, my, 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 my. If you hear this morning and you didn't get the gospel through revelation, you ain't saved. And I can be very, very adamant about that and very steadfast on that. The only way you can know the Lord Jesus Christ is by revelation. Do you remember? Well, you remember, remember, remember. I reported it out earlier in Matthew chapter 16 when he says, who do men say I am? Then he says, who do you say I am? And Peter comes up with the answer. You are the son of God, son of the living God, the Christ. And then Jesus, according to the passage of the text, says, and he was pretty warmed up and excited about Peter's answer. He says, my God, Peter, flesh and blood didn't give you that. But it was 
Okay, okay, I will help you. I gave you the answer earlier. It was revealed to you by my Father in heaven. So if you're going to know the Lord Jesus Christ, it's got to be revealed. Look, 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 drop down to verse uh, 15. Woo! But when God, who had set me apart, even from my mother's womb, and called me through his grace, was pleased, he called me through my mother's womb, when God was pleased to reveal, to reveal his son in me. God was, was pleased to reveal his son, listen to the key word there, not to him. Man, that's shouting stuff for me. Do you all know what I'm saying? He didn't say he revealed Jesus Christ to me. He says he revealed him in me. That's when the intimacy starts, intimacy starts, brothers and sisters, when you get that revelation of Christ in you. And look what happens right after he was revealed in him and for what purpose he was revealed in Paul. So that I might what? So that I might, so that I might preach. Once you get the revelation of Jesus Christ in you, he will come out of you. And that's what, that's what Paul did. Now let me say this. What's the difference between you and Paul? Nada. Nothing. Only that we're going to see him later. But, but, but as far as he got the same gospel we got. So the same thing that was revealed in him is the same person of Jesus Christ who was revealed in us so that we preach. You know, you should be able to preach even if you're not even saying any words. And let me go a step further and say that you are preaching. Whether you're preaching Jesus or not, you're saying something. Men, let's take some of these households back over. Too much, too much TV, too much Xbox, too much, too much, too much, too much. Too much. We have the authority on, on, from on high to take homes back to the glory of God. Now, one thing I didn't say, even as I had the men, men stand, I want to say this, too, and I have to say this. It's very important, but, but it's, I'm seeing it out of love. There has to be a biblical understanding, wives, of submissiveness. A biblical understanding of submissiveness. And if you have been one who has not experienced true covering, your potential to usurp the authority of the covering runs wild. To the extent that you will take the reins and say, I got this, Harold. Little Harold, yeah. Okay. I got this. And that's not a God design. That's not a God design. So I'm going to say... The, 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 the anointing of oversight whew, and the power of intentional submission is a grace that glorifies God. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, how can this be? Yeah, yeah. That's the grace that glorifies God. So, 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 so. There's no difference between Paul and what God did in Paul and what God has done in each of us if we know the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, anyway, let me move along. I'm almost through. Okay, so first we look at uh, chapter 2, and as it says on the screen, verse 9. Paul, I'll give you a little bit of backdrop. We'll read through some of it. Paul then, in fact, goes to Jerusalem, and he hangs out with the pillars of the faith, the fathers who were uh, looked upon, uh, Peter, James, and John, who were pretty much the... Uh, um, motivators of the gospel at that time. But you also have to understand that Paul, Paul didn't quite walk with Jesus. In fact, he was destroying the church when these brothers were learning the church, the ecclesia. I'm not talking about the building. And so Paul says, uh, <clears throat> he, he went to Arabia and took a front seat in the seminary of the kingdom of God. You ain't heard what I said. But he took a front seat at the throne of God. And he was taught by Jesus and his Holy Spirit. Good Lord. What's the difference between Paul and us? Nothing. We can get taught the same way. In fact, we should be being taught the same way. 
Yes, I am here and I am teaching and preaching. But my Lord, be like the Berean brothers. Can I say them? Be like the Berean brothers and sisters who searched the scriptures to see if what he was saying was so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just don't sit and take it because I was a pastor and, and I look wonderful and I'm talking wonderful and I break a few verbs up every now and then. But I mean, don't just do that. Get in that word of God and let that word of God get in you so that it lines up. Don't just take it because I said it. Right. Know it for know him for yourself. Remember, 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 remember the woman at the well. Whew. When those people came to Jesus, they said we had believed because of what she said. But now we have seen for ourselves. Good Lord. Now that's 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 Jesus. When you have seen him for yourself. And when you've seen him for yourself, you don't have to roll on somebody else's testimony. You can roll on yours because he gives each one of us one when we know him. Amen. You got to tell somebody if you like I told you last week, if you got him, you can't keep him to yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let somebody win the four hundred thirty million dollar lottery in here <laughs> and see if they keep that to themselves. So anyway, we pick up in Galatians chapter verse 9. And recognizing the grace that had been given to me, James and Cephas, or Peter, and John, who were reputed to be pillars, gave to me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship, so that we might go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. Father God, we thank you for your word. We ask now, Lord God, that you open our hearts and our minds, Lord, to receive what you reveal. Speak to us now, Lord. Speak to us to the place that, that we move. In Jesus' name, amen. And so first of all, Paul is, is talking about the, 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 the gospel that he got, that he took to the, to the Gentiles. And so now the, uh, Peter and his team had been ministering to the Jews. And so now we've got the gospel with the white people and the gospel with the, oh, did I say that? No, we have the gospel with the Jews, I'm sorry, different day. And we have the gospel with the Gentiles. But the gospel was having the same impact on both groups. And do you know both groups struggle to worship together? Hmm. Hmm. Imagine how that happens. So anyway, he talks about this gospel and the, and the text here says, and recognizing, recognizing the grace. So that tells me that grace can be recognized. The grace on a person can be recognized. Uh, you know what? Let, let, where are my youth in here? If you if you don't enter into those conversations uh, that talk in school about some of the lewd and crass things that's being seen on social media, and you can't contribute to that, uh, right away you're going to be singled out. You're not going to be accepted. That group will find some way to make fun of you, all because of Jesus. And you don't enter in on having that dialogue to perpetuate something. And then they will say, well, what's wrong with them? But on the contrary, it's what's right with them. So you don't be afraid of this Jesus when you're in your settings in school, because that's kind of where the enemy is doing a major work. If we're just recognizing that the opiate crisis is at a, a peak level here in the country, what has it been doing all this other time? You can put any drug in the place. Texting can be a drug if you let it. Come on now. Yeah, that can be a drug if, drug if you let it. And then most of us, some of us in here texting right now. <laughs> Lord, I didn't say that, did I? Anyway, anyway, anyway. Not in church. I mean, if there might be another Kimsville Baptist Church and, and fellowship somewhere where people might be texting. Um, um, Look at verse 9, look at chapter 9 and verse 1 real quick for me, if you will, in um, the book of Acts. And, you know, I have to keep it real because that's all I know. This thing is too serious not to. I mean, you, you, again, that life that was lost yesterday, that's near and dear to me. I, and, because, and I don't even know the person. Three lives, you're right. I'm sorry, you're right. Those lives that were lost, one through the skirmish and the other two having to respond to what was foolishness to begin with. Hear this, Kimsfield. This is Milton Harding speaking. I'm not speaking. I'm not a black voice for the black community. I'm just telling you how I'm speaking. I don't care how many Confederate flags get hung up. I don't care how big they are. I don't care how many marches we have and, and how many white supremacist groups we have marching through the streets of our city. 
I care, yes, because I know of the destruction that it can have. That's real. But my God, that the power of Jesus Christ that lives within me, change the heart and the flags will come down. Change the heart and the flags will come down. So let us not waste time entering in on the emotional woes and and winds and waves of what this little item is. Because you know it was just a few months ago, it was the whole uh, homosexual issue. That was just another wind blowing. But now we got another wind blowing now that would keep the races, uh, ethnicities divided. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's the church's responsibility. That can't be government's responsibility. The government, do you think Potiphar is going to share the gospel? Not according to scripture. In fact, was it Pontius Pilate? He said, what is truth? He don't even know what truth is. So we can't expect them to share it. That responsibility is on the church. And brothers who stood up here a little while ago when I prayed for you, you are the leaders of that word. You are the leaders. And as you go, everything else will follow you because that's God's design. Okay, okay, okay. So grace is recognizable. Look at Acts chapter 9 verse 1. Now Saul, who was now Paul, but formerly Saul, when he was doing his wreaking his havoc. Now Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest. And he went there so he could get permission to kill Christians or lock them up, drag them out of their homes, uh, which I might add to you. It's happening around the world today. Those are the only ones we know about. And I also will submit to you, it's just a matter of time before it's happening right here at our doorsteps. But not under Kempsville's watch. Oh, y'all ain't heard me. Not under Kempsville's watch. There ain't no way in the world I'm going to drive eight hours to Kempsville. Can I say eight? For us to be playing about this gospel, because it's too powerful. It's too powerful. And it will change. And you don't have to go to Charlottesville. You can do it right here in Kimsville. Because I'm about to say something now that you might not want to hear it, but I got to say it because it is. It's reality. Some of you have enough knowledge about what took place in Charlottesville because it's pretty alive and well in your lives here. We can't believe that we're immune from that. Not charging anybody. That's human nature. Are you telling me that they, in fact, if I read the reports right, that group traveled out of North Carolina to go to Charlottesville. They weren't even in Charlottesville. But I say to us, if we're all in, then Jesus is Lord. And we get, and we get the work done according to him. So Paul is breathing threats. He's murdering. He's taking the lives of Christians. And let me, let me, if you will, just turn over, look at uh, verse, uh, let's say verse 20. And I'll throw uh, 19 in just for the sake of it, 19b. He says, now for several days he was with the disciples who were at Damascus. And what was that word? Immediately he began to proclaim Jesus in the synagogue, saying he is the son of God. So we look in verse 9-1, Paul's killing Christians. And he goes through Jesus and Jesus goes through him. Let me say that Jesus goes through him. And in turn, he goes through Jesus. And then he pops out in verse 20, which is several years later. He pops out and immediately he is preaching Jesus as the son of God. What's the difference between you and Paul? Nothing. Nothing. Everybody in here can tell somebody about Jesus. And if you don't know the whole story, do what Nathaniel did. That whole Philip and yeah, 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 yeah. The come and see ministry. Yeah, come and see ministry. Same thing the woman at the well did. Come and see a man who told me everything about myself. All that I'd ever done. Yeah, 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 the come and see works. Tell them to come down here. Don't be afraid to invite them here. This is your home. Invite them in. But my Lord, give them some seed, give them a little water before they get here. Okay, 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 okay. 
And immediately he began to proclaim Jesus in the synagogue, saying he is the son of God. All those hearing him continued to be amazed. And we're saying, hey, ain't this the brother that was in Jerusalem? And he was, I'm paraphrasing. (laughs) And he was killing Christians. But now he's telling them about the gospel. Now, here's the ear wiggler. Turn back over to Galatians chapter one. Galatians chapter one. Here is the ear wiggler. The ear wiggler wiggler just means this is the one that gets it to me. I mean, it makes me want to just dance. Listen, don't anybody get excited and let dance. All right. Did I tell you what verse? Galatians chapter one. I may have said Genesis. Did I say Genesis? Okay. Galatians chapter one. Are we there? Verse 21. Then I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia. I was still unknown by sight to the churches of Judea, which were in Christ. They didn't know Paul, but they heard about Paul. They didn't know Paul, but those churches had heard about Paul, which is what happens when the gospel studs. Oh, my Lord. Yes. So, 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 so. So let's keep reading here. Might have should have kept you in the tunnel a little bit longer if you. <laughs> Verse twenty-two. I was still unknown by sight to the churches of Judea, which were in Christ, but only they kept hearing. He who once persecuted us is now preaching the faith which he once tried to destroy. Hold on. Now we shout. Look at verse twenty-four. Ooh. Now they were glorifying God because of me. <laughs> Stay with me now a little bit. Stay with me. Who is glorifying God because of your life? Don't let it get this quiet in here. No, it can't be. Because we all in at this point. You've already showed you pushed it to this middle of the tape. You're all in. Who is glorifying God because of your life, my life? Whose lives are we touching? And they're saying, by the glory of God, that's why I'm who I am today, because that brother over there told me about Jesus. My Lord. Now, let me also say to you, that's the power of salvation. Of which Paul says in Rome, I'm not even ashamed of that, because it's the only power unto salvation. The gospel is the only power unto salvation. And so the power of salvation is important. It's important that you share Jesus's testimony. Not just your testimony. Because the name is what does the change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They may even forget you, but they won't forget Jesus. They will never forget Jesus. Anybody got any testimonies for me this morning? I'll take a moment and stop here because I love testimonies. And it's okay if you don't. It just means we don't be here longer. And I don't want you to make up any. But I also don't want you to come back next Sunday without having a testimony. Evidence of taking the gospel out there in the street and letting Jesus be Jesus. I heard a brother say in the last couple of days, if we'll tell somebody, Jesus might save somebody. If we'll just say something. He may save somebody. If he saved you and you're you're rejoicing about it, wouldn't you want somebody else to have that taste? So then we move to the priority of fellowship. Look what he says in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 9. Not only did they recognize the grace that was on us that had been given to us, but he also says <clears throat> they gave us the right Barnabas in us. They gave us the right hand of fellowship. Now, the right hand of fellowship has to be more than, what's his name? Mateo. He would probably tell me that himself, wouldn't he? He could. He could, yeah. <laughs> May I shake your hand, Mateo? It's more than me just walking in Mateo to... Kimsville Baptist Church. It's more than that. Now you want that. That's the grace and hospitality. But he used an important word there in that verse called koinonia in the Greek. It's, it's koinonia. Koinonia, fellowship. It's, it's beyond coffee and donuts. Baptist coffee and donuts. I say. It's just saying. Yeah, we can't just have that and, and talk about the weather and the sports and whatever and say we fellowship today. Now that's a part of it. But true koinonia means just this. 
And you'll see it pressed out in uh, Ephesians 4.12 when he talks about being equipped to do the work of the ministry. Koinonia just means that we are a community of believers. Each person. Everyone say each person. person. No, no, no. Everyone say each person. person. Okay, everyone who is awake say each person. person. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, each person is contributing to the community and the fellowship of believers within Kemsville. Community, contributing. You're not just contributing your week to bring the donuts and coffee. You're contributing the word of God. Because no one in here can make it alone without the word of God. And so the fellowship is ministering the word of God to one another. We are encouraging one another with the word of God. Because we speak it out of our mouths and then the Holy Spirit reveals it to those of the hearers. So when we talk about fellowship, that fellowship and the handshake that they gave them meant that not that they were saved. But they were giving them, they were opening their doors to say, we are co-laborers in this gospel. Kemsville, you're the same way. Turn to your neighbor and say, hey, I'm a co-laborer with you. Okay. (laughs) We've got to work on that one, brother. (laughs) We've got to work on that one. Yeah, we're co-laborers with this gospel. And it's not optional. True fellowship. True fellowship means that Uh, Just as they did after hearing the apostles teaching, they broke bread together. They prayed together. They took communion together. They ate a fellowship meal together. They did stuff together. That that kind of stuff gets noised abroad. Have you heard what they're doing over in Kempsville? Yeah, yeah. People start talking about you because they say, I think they love each other in Christ. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Aren't there black people over there? Afraid so? (laughs) Afraid so? Wait, whoa, whoa. And they still loving people? Amen. Because his love is no respect of persons. I don't care who's in your building. Just love. One thing about the presence of God, it'll hit everything in the house. It will knock you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. So fellowship, it's like covenant within this building. All right, so we have this side. I guarantee you 70%, 70% of the people on this side sit over here every Sunday. Oh, it's 100% over here. <laughs> okay, so y'all working it. Okay. This aisle is just for structure's sake, for flow. What I would encourage you all is every now and then, move around, get to know a different neighbor because you're the body. You're the body. Be intentional about it. Don't just have a cup of coffee with the same person every Sunday. And if, if that, and, if, and if that doesn't happen to you, don't talk about him and say, well, that brother has coffee with me every Sunday, but he didn't because he's over there talking to them. Yeah, don't do that. It's the, same, it's the same body. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's we the church. Okay, okay, okay. So, so the fellowship, being in your word and God putting a word in you is that when we come alongside of one another, We encourage one another with the word of God until we come to the fullness of Christ, to to his image, to the stature of Christ. That's what Ephesians 4.12 says. That's the work of this ministry, that you, and then when it's happening in here, then there's the overflow. Does anybody hear what I'm saying? I'm trying to contain myself. So we have the power of salvation, and we have the prior. You have to prioritize. You have to make fellowship happen. Because the culture would tell you don't do it unless you do it with someone you know. Boring. Well, don't get me wrong. No, 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 no. no. I love the bejeebies out of, uh, out of believers that I hang out with. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. And I need that. I mean, that's a pouring in and me pouring out and that kind of thing. But what happens when you have that conversation with somebody you don't know? Yeah, yeah. And you don't know this. This is a real beauty. You don't know the blessing that they hold in their mouth that they're going to share with you. That, that blessing is just for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's the priority of fellowship. Put it down that... I have to prioritize. I'm going to make it my business to know two people who I don't really know before I walk off the premises today. Somebody that sits on the other side of the room. I'm just going to know them. I'm just going to introduce myself to them, and we're going to have a great time. Do that. The priority of of fellowship. And then finally, look in that verse as he says this. 
recognizing the grace, God gives us grace for what it is that we have to accomplish, and then fellowship among the body, within the believers. We have to have fellowship. We have to love that. We have varying levels of, of believers in this room. We have babes, and then we have matured. But it takes all of us. It takes all of us. Because babes, they don't know any better. A baby doesn't know when they soil their pants. I was pretty good with that. Soiled their pants. Diapers. Okay. Yeah. But they walk by you and you know it. Whoa. Hey, man. Dude. <laughs> yeah, we got to get that worked out. Um, well, it's the same thing in the spirit. It's the same thing in the spirit. We have to love one another. Do you hear what I'm saying? Okay, okay, okay. In that verse, he says, we've got to have the fellowship. What's the fellowship? What's the grace and the fellowship for? So that we might. So that we might. I'm in verse 9. It's right there. Don't look at me. The answer's in verse 9. Go. Let me preach to you, sister, because you're the only one paying attention. So he wanted, he wanted the grace to be recognized. And then the fellowship that comes out of the grace. All of that's done so that we can go. And if you're in here this morning and you haven't gone, that's a problem. Going doesn't mean, well, I've got to pick out my people group and I've got to plan my trip. And I got no go to McDonald's. Don't pass by Denny's if you get there first. But go somewhere as you go is when God makes it happen. I don't speak a lick of Spanish. I stopped in Toana, Virginia just to have some coffee at McDonald's uh, on my way down here. And uh, I was sitting at a table that was, was big enough for five, but I was the only one sitting at the table. I think because I had a Bible out in my notebook. That's just, that might have been why I was. <laughs> well, I'm just, anyway, and this uh, uh, Hispanic family came in and sat squeezingly into another booth. Well, I'm sure you know what I did. No, I didn't. No, I did. I'm sorry, I did. Because you're thinking I got up and gave him my boot. And I did. Some of you are worrying. Okay, okay. Yes, that's exactly what I did. And I mean, uh, the first thing they did, they spoke Spanish in their native tongue. Well, me seizing the opportunity to intervene, I just said, uh, um, poquito. Because that's probably one of three words I know in Spanish. If you say anything outside of that, I'm done. And so they, they looked at me and laughed. Well, not like hysterically, but I mean, just. But, but they weren't looking for a poquito to come out of this brother's mouth. I can show you that. Sis, you know what I'm talking about. Let me come and preach to you a little bit. So, so I said my uh, Espanol poquito. And they thought that was just, oh, they thought it was wonderful. And then I asked him, would you please take my boot? Because I, I could clean up my stuff. And I was getting, actually getting ready to leave anyway until they came in and sat down. And then I made a little joke. I said, you know what? When you were speaking in, the, in whatever you were saying, I said, he was just saying that he liked my hat. <laughs> then they really started laughing because he wasn't saying that. They probably even hardly knew I was there. Or if they did, they may have just said, I wish this brother would get up and give, me, give us this big, big area to sit. <laughs> Nonetheless, we had dialogue there. And you know, as it turned out, there were three more who came out from the car. I thought they had the whole group right there, but they really did need the space. And just before I left, gave them my card, told them I loved them as best I could in Spanish. And they just thanked me. I mean, that was the greatest moment in, in, in the history of Toana. <laughs> Jesus is in Toana too, ain't he? Okay, okay, okay. That we might go. It doesn't matter where we go. Let's just go because transformation takes place as you go. Remember the ten lepers? Jesus spoke the word of healing to him on the spot. But then he says, go to the priest and show yourself, which is what the Jews had to do. If you were a leper, you had to be deemed fit to be among the masses. But he says, go and show yourself to the lepers. You don't think Jesus was worried about whether they were going to be healed or not, do you? No, no, no. That was done deal. Done deal. Go. He will do the supernatural as we go. Amen. Don't be afraid if they don't look like you, walk like you, and talk like you. They still need Jesus. Amen. You hear what I'm saying? They still need Jesus. And somebody said the other day, if we don't 
all get it, none of us gets it. In the, in the social element is what I'm saying. So it's got to be for everyone. And Kimsville, listen, shame on us if we don't take the gospel. Shame on us if we don't love with bread and water. That's the opening door. They're under the same vices that we are. We just have Jesus. Tell somebody. I want to stop right there because I want to do something that's, that's probably not going to be popular, but I'm going to do it anyway. Because I'm not trying to be popular. And as we close, I guess we'll probably be somewhere headed in that direction. I don't know. We don't have to stop. <laughs> we don't, amen. We could just take a break and eat a sandwich and come on back. <laughs> I got some looks that says, no, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> but let me say this to you, because this is a very serious moment right now. Earlier I asked you, Kimsville, if you're all in. And, and it's easy for us to say we're all in. And it's another thing to be held accountable for being all in. I want to ask you, first of all, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Uh, what, uh, what is that closing song? You got a closing song? Oh, yeah, that's a beautiful song. Let's do that. You can just play it for right now. But I want to say this to you. Now, listen. You don't need to look around. You don't need to try to figure stuff out or whatever, because this is going to be a little bit different. But I want to say this to you right now. You're going to have to surrender. This is a call for surrendering. If you're here this morning and you say, Pastor Milton, over these last two Sundays, I realize I'm not where I need to be in Christ. I'm not doing what God has called me to do. And the blood of Jesus is not being reflected in my life. If that's you, I want you to make your way down to this altar. And I'm not counting. I'm not taking names. But what I do plan to do is just pray over whatever earnestly comes down this aisle. And that's, that's the burden on my heart. So if you want to come, fine, come and say what you're saying when you come so that you know. And I'll wait for those who might want to come from up there. So that you know, when you're coming down here, you're saying, not only am I all in, but I want to be accountable to the leadership here to, to advance the gospel in my community. And wherever God will use me. If that's you, I want you to hurry down here now so we can pray and release the others.